That's comedian there, Bruce. Good morning. Our order of service this morning is the St. Stephen's service, and uh, we begin with our entrance hymn, hymn 475. <laughs> We rise. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy.
Let us confess our sin to one another and to the Lord. Almighty God, rich in mercy and abundant in love, has given his Son to die for us. For Jesus' sake, at his command and in his behalf, I forgive you all your sins. Go in peace. You have new life in Jesus Christ. This new life is founded in forgiveness and framed by joy. And therefore, with the song of the angels in our hearts and on our lips, we join the whole church on earth and in heaven to proclaim. Let us pray. God, our Creator, 
first lesson is from Acts chapter 1, 12 to 26. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were, days, where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and, and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled, in which the Holy Spirit spoke a long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this. So they call that field in their language Alkiliman, that is, a field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men. Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two have been chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the 11 apostles. This is the word of the Lord. The next are two readings from Peter. The first one is from 1 Peter, chapter 4, 12 through 19. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come to you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed with his glory is, re is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed. For the spirit of glory and God rests on you. If you suffer... It should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear the name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. We're continued to 1 Peter chapter 5. 
In the same way, you are younger. Submit yourselves to your elders, all of you. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in the due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a, ro a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. We rise. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Thank you, Lord, for this gift of life. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may be glorified. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might live, uh, give eternal life to those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing 
the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. This is the gospel of the Lord. God's gracious mercy and his peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. couple important points that we need to review, and I think everybody needs to review these things, especially when life gets tough, which, when is life not really tough, right? Sometimes life is tough, and you don't even really realize how tough it is. And why is that? I don't know. Maybe it's the outlook on life. And I think this is key for us, because when things are going really, really rough for us, or we live in a rough environment, maybe like, uh, like the murder capital of the United States or something like that, and life seems to be going tough, sometimes we don't really get the full gist of how tough it is. Maybe that in itself, brothers and sisters in Christ, is an indication of God taking care of us. We trust in God. God is more powerful than this world. God promises us peace that surpasses all understanding and heaven, eternal life, and He promises that we will be with Him in heaven, as well as those brothers and sisters in Christ who also die in His name. Now, when you know that, you realize, just like uh, someone who, I suppose, is about to take a, a, a plane trip, and right before they get on the plane, they hear someone whisper in their ears, you're going to land fine. It's going to land, and you're going to be safe. And you might go on that plane, and you might say, well, of course. I mean, statistically, I mean, you know, if there was a lot of plane crashes all over the, I mean, that, would, that message might mean something. 
But as the flight progresses and it continues and there's some rough weather, and boy, I tell you, it can get pretty bad up there, especially if you're one of those people who like to disobey the seatbelt rule. There are updrafts and there are shear uh, wind shears and there's all kinds of things that can cause a plane to, without any indication, drop a hundred feet or more. Which means if you're not buckled in or if you're standing in the aisles, um, however, however fast that plane is, is dropping is how fast your head is going to hit the ceiling. And some people have not survived that fall. How is this possible that you can fall while you're standing on your feet and you can fall right on your head when you're still standing? How is this possible? Well, there you have it. What was our indication? Our indication was the radio, whatever technology they had in the cockpit, said, you know, you better turn that fasten your seatbelt light on or else there's going to be some pandemonium if we hit something that we can't tell what's ahead of us. And so what does the pilot do? The pilot says, please sit down, please buckle your seatbelts because it could be dangerous. Now, is he going to tell you all the gory stuff that could happen if you don't obey? No, he's not. But I'll tell you what, today we kind of heard a little bit about some gory stuff, didn't we? Judas Iscariot abandoned his post. He never put a seatbelt on. Why? I don't know. Can you explain it? Can you explain why people hear from the creator of the world that this is the way, this is the truth, this is the life, and people simply ignore, completely ignore? It is possible that the plane can land and most of the people on there be safe whereas one or two or three or however many don't pay attention could be very, very critically hurt or even killed. And life is like that all the time. It's surprising how uncertain life can be. And yet, we have a, an opportunity to be blessed. Again, how is this possible? Well, even if you go to some churches, they will tell you that the way to be blessed is really, it's really all on you. God is up there, but He's waiting for you to do your part. Now, is there a part for us to do? Most certainly. But really, you know, just like I've said before, 
uh, as a kid, I'm sitting there watching the TV and Smokey Bear came on and he said, only you can prevent forest fires. Felt a little pressure until I realized that this is just a message sent out to lots and lots of people who are watching that commercial. And to say, only you, depending upon your actions, depending upon your activities, can save yourself is short-sighted. Because it forgets what Jesus has done for us. What did Jesus say? Jesus said in our gospel, I have brought you glory, and he's praying to his Father, on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. What is that? What did he finish? He became our righteousness. That is a tough, it's a tough thing for us to grasp because we come to church and we say, we are poor, miserable sinners. We are all unrighteous. And then what do we do? We ask God for forgiveness. And what does God do? He immediately forgives us. Where does that forgiveness come from? It comes from what Jesus did. So, we are proclaimed forgiven, which means we are proclaimed righteous, on, on whose behalf? Christ. Because Christ completed the work. He suffered and died for us. We say this all the time. We know this. It is the whisper as we enter the, the airplane, as we enter the jet. It is the whisper as we walk out those doors that you're going to land fine. It's going to be okay. Yeah, but what if I don't buckle my seatbelt and I get hurt? Well, shame on you, right? But can you still land safely? Yeah, you can. And look, uh, spoiler alert, even God's children who die on jets go where? To heaven. Even if they don't buckle their seatbelts when they're told to. <laughs> Why? Because Jesus Christ suffered and died for them. And the odd thing about it is, is that death has actually become Jesus' way of calling us up to heaven. This is why in funerals we always say, Oh, death, where is your sting? Does it sting? Yeah, it really does. But does it sting forever? No. Oh, death, where is your victory? Does it seem like death is victorious over us? It can. But is it? It's not. We know. Why? Because God 
tells us, and we believe. And the most important thing is, God gives us the faith to believe. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is a gift of the Holy Spirit, lest anyone should do what? Boast. So you can't walk around going, I found God. Did you find God? Have you? Oh, yeah? Did you really find God? Or did God find you? It might seem like semantics. But in this world of trouble, when you realize, and if you've had enough trouble, you do realize this, that the only one who gets you in trouble is you. Everybody else and Satan. Well, and the weather and the, you know, whatever, that, that sort of thing. You could probably lump that in. And you realize you really don't have a lot of control over a lot of things, do you? You don't. Even as much as you try to save for retirement and that sort of thing, but then... You put your retirement in some kind of shady deal and the bank folds. Where are you? Well, at least you got, what, how much is that? I don't know. How much is insured? Uh-huh. 250000 All right. Well, there's your 250000 God bless you. Yeah, but I had a million. I had two million. Oh, wow, that's... Oh, that's tough. God bless you anyway. You see, there are certain things that we have to pay attention to. I think coming to church like we do is a good way to recall some of these things. And it's not necessarily just all rules and regulations. Some people think that that's all God does is hands out rules and regulations. Here's another one for you. Here's another one. Well, when do I have time to live for myself? Hmm. I think we do a lot of living for ourselves. I think we do. And sometimes just living for yourself is not all there is to it. Sometimes living for ourselves means living for others. But whether you live for yourself or whether you live for others, if you're not cognizant of the Creator who started all of this off and the Creator who is going to call all of this to a close, then you're like, how's that little song go? The foolish man built his house upon the sand and the rains came down. And the floods rose up, and the house came tumbling down. But the wise man built his house upon a rock. And see, there's the difference. There's building, but upon whom do you build? When you build your house upon a rock, that rock 
is the foundation, the cornerstone that the Bible speaks of. Jesus, the Christ, who suffered and died on the cross for us because we could not do it for ourselves. And so to be a child of God is not to be walking around hunched over, looking up and hoping that God doesn't smack you when you're not looking. That's not what Christian life is about. Christian life is about people who stand straight up and say, I know that things are going to be fine. I know. And heaven forbid you have the plane spiraling down and people around you panicking. Heaven forbid that should happen. Has it happened? Unfortunately, it has. I even remember doing a sermon on that, and I set my, I, I heard, because there was even a report, it it's a, uh, fell down in Pittsburgh or, some, I don't know, somewhere around in there, and that's a shame that I don't remember where. But there was a certain amount of time that, was marked off, and I had, I was wearing a watch at that time, and that watch had an alarm. See, all that stuff is way too complicated for me. But I got it set, and the alarm was set for the amount of seconds it took. At the time, the time those people became aware that the plane was falling until it hit the ground. And I asked the question. I said, what would you do? In that time, let's say it was 18 seconds. Let's say it was 35 seconds. From now, boom, the, the plane is spiraling. You don't have time to do any. What are you going to do? Are you going to ball up? Are you going to assume the crash position, which I probably could not even begin to assume? What are you going to do to save yourself? And the answer is, not really much. But can you, in your faith, be calm and do like maybe some people have done? I mean, there's videos of people. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of them knowing that they're going to die, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Does their life end? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes on this earth, but no, because we are eternal. Why? Because God himself has said it. And if you can't believe anything anybody says, you can believe when God says it. And you can believe when Jesus Christ is born, like, like we have heard today, born of a virgin, enters frail flesh, 
and then suffers and dies on the cross. For what reason? For whom? It's for you and for me. It's for all of those people who listen when God speaks. And even when the plane crashes, God speaks. Even when the plane lands safely, God speaks. Even when you feel like you're all alone, Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Would that help you if you were feeling lonely? To know that Jesus himself says, come to me if you are heavy laden, if you are burdened, and I will give you rest. Does that not give you comfort? Does that not change your perspective in this world? That God did not withhold anything, even His only begotten Son, to suffer and to die for you. Brothers and sisters, it is a mistake to think that you are all alone in the world and that it's all up to you to gain salvation. And if you do one little mistake or if you trip or you do two little mistakes, five little mistakes, six little mistakes, eight little mistakes, a thousand little mistakes and one big one or a thousand and two big ones or a thousand and three, four, five, six, seven, eight big ones, whatever you consider are big ones or little ones. I don't know. But will Jesus leave you? Will he stop loving you? The answer is no. So that banner you see on the highway when you drive by, Jesus is coming and he, boy is he mad. Don't listen to that. Jesus is coming. Is he coming for the world? No, he's not. Is he coming for you and for me? Yes, he is. Are those people who disregard God going to have eternal life? Watch, pay attention. Yes, they are. Is it going to be a good one? No, it's not. But as for you and for me, brother and sister in Christ, we are brought up to a place we don't even deserve. Why? Because of what Jesus did for us. Regardless of what you do for yourself. And does God hope and pray that you live long and productive lives? I don't know so much about the long part, but the productive part, I think, yeah, he'd be on board with. Practice your faith. Love God first and love your neighbor as you love yourself. These are the rules that God gives us. Just, just go and do that. And know that you are a child of God. And the peace that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. The hymn of the day, hymn 851.
continue with the offertory. Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, ruler of all, protect and defend your church from every attack of the devil who prowls and seeks to devour. Where he tempts, strengthen your people to resist his seductions and terrors. Where he gains a foothold with, faith, with false teaching or ungodly living, call to repentance and holiness. And where he incites enemies against your word and church, preserve your saints in the faith, that they may rejoice to share in the sufferings of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, bless the work of our missionaries. Bring forth your harvest from the seeds they sow. Support those who endure fiery trials for your name as they shine the light of the gospel into hostile darkness. Guard them. With the sign of your cross, let them rejoice that in tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword, they share in your very sufferings. Lord, in your mercy, Lord, you hold the might of man in your hand and can destroy all things by your mighty power. Bless our nation and all people in the world where war and violence threaten. Bring peace and justice. Where oppression reigns, bring liberty. Watch over those who defend us, especially the men and women of our armed forces and those who protect us within our communities. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, you have saved us by your grace. We pray for the sick, the distressed, those uh, whose hearts are heavy, those whose lives are burdened, those who mourn and are in any need. We pray especially for those people listed in our bulletin as they are ever before us and as they are ever before you. We pray for the family and friends 
of both Elliot Arndt and Vincent Santani Sr., who have passed away. Grant them all healing and peace according to your will, strengthen and strength and mercy according to their needs, and peace that passes understanding. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, your Son is both host and meal in the sacrament of the altar. Give us faith to recognize his body and blood and to receive with grateful faith this blessed food in holy communion. Guide us to live faithfully here on earth until we live forever with you. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, as the first Christians devoted themselves to prayer and worship following Christ's glorious ascension, preserve us in the same until we are raised with all the saints to your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We continue with the Eucharistic prayer in the bulletin. Heavenly Father, from the beginning of time, your gracious hand has given life to all things. You shape the world and fashion a people by the power of your word. All creation is renewed by the soft whisper and thunderous roar of your spirit. In this final age of your creation, you have given us your Son, your word become flesh. In his redeeming death and resurrection, Jesus has fulfilled your promise of a full, secure life on this earth and a certain joyous life throughout eternity. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. This do as in for the remembrance of me. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Send upon us now, we pray, your Holy Spirit, that living in the light and power of Jesus' resurrection, we may live our lives in praise of you and in service to others, so that... Uh, and so begin today to experience the inheritance prepared for all your children.
The God of hope grant you joy and peace in believing so that you will be filled with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, serve the Lord.